You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator, Jazzy G. Morning Coffee with the motivator, Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Star. Cheryl Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My soul motivators, welcome to a new exciting episode of Morning Coffee Radio Show. Coming straight with yours through the motivated Jazzy T, featuring show star DJ Nelson, the maestro. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So motivated today is working out Wednesday. You know what that means, I'm working out Wednesday. We do our sports thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like about get up, get out, all about sports today. And you know the person that's very knowledgeable about sports, she does her thing. She's the funny bone lady. She's the incomparable. Star. Twinkle, twinkle, it's Cheryl Star. What up, Star? Good morning, Jazzy G. Twinkle, twinkle, my soul motivators. Yes, it is Work It Out Wednesday, and I'm going to work it out. Any problems that I have with anybody from 2024, let's work it out. Let's work it out. Get it done with. Soft, come on. Yeah, man. New turn, right? New leaf on life. Huh? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Indeed, let's do that. So, motivate. that's right, a new leash on life. Let's do that. All right? So, I want you to hit us up, okay? Hit us up, morningcoffee.chat. That's morningcoffeeinfo. I'm sorry. It's info at morningcoffee.chat. That's info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Hit us up. Matter of fact, we just want to hear about what's your new take for 2024. Uh, is it all about, you know what I'm saying, go for yours in 2024, uh, no more, no more in 24, uh, whatever that, that, whatever your slogan, your mantra, whatever it is, your motto, whatever you got going for 2024, hit us up. Tell us all about it. Let's talk about it on the air. All right. Go for yours and don't wear no drawers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I mean, y'all can go with Star on that. So motivated. That's all. That's on you. None of my Just business. Let it hang. Let it hang, guys. Oh yeah. My business. TMI. Yo, but we can't get this party party started without this man right here, smooth operator, the percolator. That's right. He's the master key. He's the one, the only DJ Nelson, the maestro. What up, Nelson? Good morning, Jazzy G, my boy. Good morning, Nelson. Star, what's going on? Star? The mashup king, yes, indeed. In the fact, yes, in the yes. fact that we're right. gonna have a party today, y'all. Yes, yes. Let's work it out Wednesday. We're gonna have a party. Absolutely. All right. We're gonna have some fun. I want to get into a lot of things because so much been going on, and we've been, you know, being out out on vacation. It's relaxing. But at the same time, you see what's going on. You hear the thing that's going on. You go, oh, my God. <laughs> How many times you sent me something, Star, and you was like, hey, Dad, this is great housekeeping right here. <laughs> yes, this will be great housekeeping. <laughs> we missed another good housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. But, hey, we are back. We're here. 
We ain't going nowhere. We were just on a little vacay. That's all it was, all right? So what we want to do right now is get into some housekeeping. You ready to get into some housekeeping stuff? Let's do it. All right, let's do this. It's time to get to some housekeeping. All right, Star, what you got for housekeeping today? Well, first, I want to congratulate Angela Bassett because, you know, we mentioned the Golden Globes yesterday, but actually she had got, she received an Oscar for Black Excellence. Uh, she was presented uh, an Oscar by Regina King, our girl Regina King. Mm. And it was at the governor's, it was a governor's award, but they actually, the award was an Oscar. So it wasn't the Oscars show. Right. It was governor awards and they presented everybody who... Uh, you know, got an award for different categories. Angela Bassett was presented with an Oscar for Black Excellence. So they did a like, you know, they did a over uh, a, a, a film of all her work, uh, yeah, body and all her body of work. And it was great because, you know, we know Angela Bassett didn't win the Oscar for the Black Panther and she deserved it, of course. And we're not being biased because she she aced that yeah. role. And, and also uh, for playing Tina Turner. Oh my. The, the best Oscar that could have won was Tina Turner. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But so she was presented with an award. So I just want to congratulate her. Let's pick her up for receiving right. that for Black Excellence. So For Angela Bassett, y'all. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, I want to also talk about... Um, you know, today's Sports Wednesday so motivated. So we want to talk about there's so many things that's been going on in the world of sports, basketball in particular. Um, you know, so Draymond Green from the Golden State Warriors, you know, so motivated. He, he had been suspended again, but now he's reinstated after serving the 12 game suspension. Wow. So what they did now, Jazzy Jean, because remember we talked about uh, the NBA not having any, uh, you know, things in place for abuse or whatever. Right, but they do have um, counseling. So basically, they reinstated Draymond, but he has to do, for the rest of the season, he has to do uh, some kind of uh, conversation. Management and stuff. Anger management type of thing with with the, uh, you know, NBA Association, right. as well as the Players Association, which is the union, you know, because they want to keep an eye on him to save his career right and um you know he thought about retiring allegedly they said you know he was kind of down on himself and thought about retiring and um apparently david silverman was basically instrumental in saying you're a great player we want to see you in the league so basically people was like wow because david stern would have never did that word <laughs> that in a million years but um he said you know get your your anger you know this 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 anger or whatever it is that that's uh stressing him and some people were speculating that you know he may be worried about being traded because you know february 8th coming up is the trade deadline and there's been a lot of conversation about who's who's getting ready to go out of the you know out of the big three and go to state i mean of course we know steph curry and you know steph curry is solid there and you know clay thompson may be a, a trading consideration you know because he's been heard and he hasn't been the same player even though they built that team together draymond with the on and off uh you know anger issues or you know the, the things that he's going through right. so you know there's been you know remember even shannon sharp when he interviewed cat remember he asked him 
you know, <laughs> what did he think about the Golden State? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, uh, somebody got a hard decision to make. <laughs> because it's true, you know? True, because yeah. <laughs> now, if you want Steph Curry to really, if you look at the Golden State right now, Jazzy G, they right now, if the playoffs was to start right now, they probably wouldn't make it. They, I think they, they shaving in the eighth seed or, but right now they're not they're even in the top five. Yeah, they, they hurt right now without Draymond. You know, that game that they played against uh, Denver. Oh, yeah. they got blown out. Got, no, 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 no. The game that was a close one where the Joker hit. Oh, the, oh okay. And uh, that I think if Draymond was on him, that wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? So his his presence is definitely missed. So, right, and, and they haven't been yeah, the same team in a while. You know, remember they exited early in the playoffs, and um, you know, so people were basically speculating. A lot of the NBA, ESPN, you know, Stephen A. Smith, everybody was making comments on this is the time now. If you want Steph Curry to have a shot at getting another ring, right? He got four. So if you want him to get a shot at another one, you have to shake that team up at this point. Right. And so those are the hard decisions that, you know, that is out there with the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, I mean, it's a lot of new teams like, you know, Denver, you know, make repeat. Who knows? But the Timberwolves look good. But the only thing about Memphis is that they lost uh, John Morant. So John Morant came (laughs) off suspension. He's out. He out for the season. He's out for the season now. He, so he got, yeah, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. They were they. You know, he got he injured his shoulder. They yeah. were looking pretty good because when John Morant came back, he he came back on fire. But you know, now he's out again, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. the whole season. Yeah. So he three you know, two with Golden State. So they they got another man down because CP three he broke his hand. Mm-hmm. So he's out. Yeah, CP three is out. Yeah, out too. So there's a, there's a few injuries um, in the, in those things. But let's talk about the Knicks. The Knicks, our New York Knicks, have been playing really really good well, lately. Doing well. I, I enjoy that trade. Um, RJ, I always felt that RJ because he didn't play above the rim and he played too much can, Canadian ball in my book mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. uh, keep developing. But you know what I'm saying, and I didn't, I didn't want to see quickly go. But you know, the, the guy that we got, I didn't know much about him, so I didn't know much about OG. But I like his game. He's right. scoring now too. He's he's fitting in. He's blending with with the team very well, right. and he plays above the rim. I love that. Yeah, they got they got a pretty decent team, and yeah. and I agree with you know uh, Cameron and you know uh, Stephen A was talking about. Because, you know, we're New York natives. We're in New Yorkians. So we we I agree with them that we need a superstar in New York. It's about time that we get a franchise guy. I mean, we had Patrick Stephon yeah, Marbury, Camelo, but we really had. haven't had yeah. that stardom. We haven't had a, a big three. And I don't since the Patrick Ewing days because even Camelo didn't have a big three right. when it, when he played. So they said it's about time the Knicks change their philosophy and get us some championship contending players. Yeah. You know, like they have a decent I team agree. now. If they put one superstar with this team right now, because we saw Allen Iverson get to the finals with a with a mediocre team, we saw LeBron James do it. When he was just the main guy, so all we need is one superstar with uh, with some good teammates, and we can get 
you know. Well, who do you think that is? Well, basically, it's a it's a couple of people that is on the trading block. Like they talked about Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell show interest in um was the uh, think he was showing interest in the Golden State Warriors. Uh-huh, right. But um Stephen A was saying that he think Donovan Mitchell would be a great choice for the Knicks, and I think so. I think so. Before he get, because the Knicks usually get people when they off their prime. You know, Donovan Mitchell was doing work when he was with the Jazz. He's on the Cavs now, but he's still a great player. And let's get a player like that, if if not him, a good veteran that can help the young team out that we got right now. I don't you know? think I'll go for Donovan Mitchell because they had a chance to get him before. And they they didn't get him, so and I, I, I don't I don't know if they're gonna make this run at him the second time around. I, I don't know. I I can't say. You know, I think. Right. I mean, Stephen A was mentioning that. You know, that's that's the perfect fit right now with the way that these uh, Brunson the and Randall playing. I think a superstar star center would be perfect for them because even if you look at Hartenstein, he is doing his thing. He stepped up. He, he's he's really showing showing improvement. So again, if you get a superstar center that comes in and blend in with the team, and then you got a backup like Hartenstein and and even mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mitch come back, you know what I'm saying? I think that would be perfect for them. You know, then you mm-hmm. that's your three. You you got you you have that superstar center. You have Randall. And, and and you you also have um, uh, the point guard. What's his name? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> the point guard. I'm sorry. Right, uh, Brunson. Brunson, yeah, Brunson. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but Brunson. So I think that'd be perfect because Brunson is he's a, he's a maniac, man. I love him. He he has a never say die New York style attitude. Right, he yeah. fits definitely fits in with the yeah. New York style. Yeah, for that, sure. And so he definitely fits in. So I, I I truly believe if that's that's because I know at one point they were trying to talk about getting them beat. The happy would be. I would love them beat as well. I think so too. I think Embiid would be perfect with them. Yeah, I would love for us to get Embiid. I think he would be perfect, and then I think they'd be so well rounded that they can go so far. Mm-hmm. And I think I think far as the East is concerned. I think they would be so dominant. They'd be that sneaky link. You know what I mean? I think right. that. You know, so yeah. So it's it's we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean the trade deadline is coming up, so I mean right now they playing good, so I don't think they're interested in trade, but I think, you know, the Knicks really have to look into the future if if we you know, because all of these teams that you see right now, Milwaukee won a championship a year, you know. Um, Boston went to the finals, but they've been been winning championships forever in the past, you know. And they got one with um, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce when they did it. So yeah. it's time for the Knicks. It's time for New York yeah. to get in that championship. You know, even the Nets went to the finals with uh, when they played against the Lakers. But we got to get to the finals before Brooklyn. You know, the Knicks got to do it, even though both yeah. of them are our teams. We put Brooklyn on our back, but we want the New York Knicks to get uh get in the playoffs, make a good run, and have a you know championship potential. I mean, yeah, I mean they got to the finals a couple of times, but they need in the nineties, but they need to now take it home. They yeah, to- they they haven't been consistent like that. When they got to the finals, 
they were a, a, a championship team. And then they sneaked to the finals with being the eighth seed when they got to the finals in the year of the yeah. lockout. <laughs> but, so, but, you know, and we ain't complaining because they still I got there. Still say, if Ewan <laughs> didn't get hurt, that yeah, that was if they team. hadn't had that fight also, so they, fact, they, they they lost a, good, that, a lot of players. That, matter of fact, the, the year that that fight and, and <laughs> Chris Child punching Kobe in the mouth and all that was uh, it, it, I think that yeah. whole fight because they were such hotheads, but they were the team. They were yeah, they were the team to win it. They were the team, but that fight took it away from them. It took all the air out of them. If they could have just kept their composure and just had their eyes on the prize. I think that would have been the year. Nobody could have touched them, you know. But that that fight took it away. You know, mm-hmm. it just took every took because then they had nobody to play. You know, what right? I mean? Yeah, it was crazy, and it, that hurt my heart. <laughs> that hurt my heart. I was like, this, because I saw it. I saw the championship that year, you know. But New York is New York, and the Knicks is the Knicks. And again, I think. I think it's a you know I don't know what to call it because they call it the Yankees the the Boston Red Sox training uh, uh, Babe Ruth to the Yankees and they call that the curse of the Bambino. Mm-hmm. Got to give a name for it when they trade away uh, Bernard King and he didn't get a chance to play with Patrick Ewing and I think that's right. Okay. That was that was a yeah curse of the and call it I don't know but but that I think that that just jinxed New York from then on like we got so close but never you know what I'm saying it's always a bridesmaid but never a bride you know what I mean <laughs> so it, yeah so I, I it can happen it can happen but I think what is needed is that center that would that would just take the lead and take it home that, that no one can match with so uh, that's all I see it as you know but we, gotta, we, we gotta see some changes no matter yeah. what they but are I love that they win it because they're winning and they're not doing something stupid like losing the scrubby teams or nothing like that you know what I mean like you know like say you know sometimes uh, you lose you're doing well they, they beat Philly and wipe them off the floor and then back to back then it with with playing Washington and then they went on the road then they came back home and then they you know then they didn't lose they, they, they beat Portland they beat you know what I'm saying they're not losing like, scrubby teams either they beat the good teams and, and beat the scrubby teams that they're supposed to beat and that's the thing they had a they had a little difficult time on the road a little bit three losses but they came back got five wins so it's all good so you know it happens you know the Knicks are the, you know they doing their thing I just want them to keep it up and play with the energy that they're playing with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And another thing with in basketball, you know, folks, because there's a lot of news over the, you know, NBA right now. So Stephen A. Smith is uh, going at it with Jason Whitlock. Now, Jason Whitlock. Now, Jason Whitlock made these comments. You know, I was watching. Jason Bootlicker boot Whitlock? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, you know, he's been, you know, he's never been one to hold his tongue but you know he was you know talking about you know LeBron and caught LeBron an idiot basically an overrated idiot and say he's the Joe LeBron is the Joe Biden of sports he made a billion dollars and he's not giving back uh, in no way shape or form he's shallow and that he's a basketball celebrity and things like that of that nature where you know he mentioned you know players like um 
um, what's his name? Um, Dag, I just forgot real quick. The guy on the Boston Celtics that just passed, um, Bill Russell. Bill uh-huh. Russell just passed away. And he was talking about like some of the guys that made this money and gave back and, and, and fought for the rights of the players and was a player's guy and a community guy at the same time. So Steve A. Smith was like, you know what, guy, you, 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 now you're degrading him as a man. Like you could yes. have your opinion, but when you start calling people idiots, and, and and that's that's where the uh, thin line comes, course, yeah. you know. So Stephen A. You know, called him a fat. You know what? Because <laughs> yeah, he is. He, is, he was always that fat kid in school that never got the girl that he wanted. He he never, you know, what I'm saying he never did the things that he wanted to achieve. He couldn't play sports. So he he did the next best thing, right? You know, right. He criticized sports because he couldn't. He like got a chip on his shoulder. Do look right. like he's that kid that right. he the girl he wanted. He had to go somewhere else and con the girl that he wanted. You know, <laughs> dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a pay for sex dude. They they out there. Man, he's one of them. He's a boot. Wow. He whatever <laughs> whatever master say master say jump. He will say how high. Then he jump as high as he can for master. That's who yeah, he is. people was re- people read into him. They was getting is that guy you know in the movie Life Eddie Murphy in Martin Lawrence movie Life. Mm-hmm. One, remember the one that that, that played the talk about the gun line, boss. Talk about the gun line. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's Jason without. That's him. Yeah, talk Stephen about- A. said. Oh. I, I apologize <laughs> to my pastor in advance. What I'm about to say, he ripped him. You know, <laughs> and you know the thing. The thing is, is that you know, you know, people were saying, "Oh, you know, we got to stop uh, tearing each other down." I don't look at when you got to call somebody out. It's a big difference because sometimes we have to call each other. Like what Cat Williams was doing, in my opinion, was like holding people accountable, calling them out. You know, like your price of fame is not real. So that's just like if you get a promotion on your job and you know that you got it because you're good friends with their cousin or their uncle, but you're acting like you're the you're you know your work in itself got you that promotion, and and that's like when people in the job know your ability, they're like, come on, we all know that you didn't get this promotion because you're better than us. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? My mother saying about the Jason Woodlocks of the world. She said. All skin folk ain't kin folk. Right, 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 right. All skin folk ain't kin folk. And that's such the truth. You know what I'm saying? They tell me about the good line, boss. Those guys, they ain't down with us. <laughs> they ain't down. And they gonna sell you out. So talking about oh us knocking each other down and us black people doing this and this and that. Right. Tell you something, man. How many of you, and I'm talking to you so motivated, how many of you get along with all of your family members? Do you get along with all of your family members? Do you get along with all of your cousins? All of your aunts and uncles? All of the, all your siblings? Right. Do, I bet you don't. Because no one does. So to say that we all should be kumbaya and, and hold hands and sing along as black folk and all that stuff, that's not realistic. It is not realistic. Now, what I what I what I would say is, as we talk about the crab in the barrel t- type of uh, way we handle things, 
Again, crabs do not belong in a barrel. They were never created to eat. So for them, it's foreign to be eaten. So they fight against it and they fight each other while they fight against being eaten. Something they never should have been anyway. They're scavengers of the sea. Eaten right, right. Unholy, okay? So again, they, they're not used to that. They're not used to being in the barrel and being eaten. So they're gonna respond the way they responded. Again, it's not our nature to be enslaved at all. Okay, I, I come from the Geechee Gullah roots. That's who I am. And Geechee's ne Gullahs never considered themselves slaves. They consider themselves prisoners of war. You can ask them right now. You go down there, the Geechee Gullahs down in South Carolina, and they'll tell you they are prisoners of war. It's not natural to be enslaved by anyone. I don't care what your Quran, Bible, or whatever you made up there say, or whatever man made it up to say, I'm telling you, that is not our nature. So when we act out against our nature, that's what happens. Put us all in the sea, put all the crabs in the sea. You've never seen a crab in the sea try to hurt each other. No, you haven't. Okay? And it's the same thing with us. So you're not friendly with all your family members. So don't think we all gonna be family family and get along with each other. If Cat Williams don't get along with Steve Harvey, so be it. Even if they were siblings, so be it. Alright? That that's just my take on it. <laughs> Alright? Absolutely, absolutely. They gonna get along with everybody. Exactly. Well, another thing in, in the NBA, I know we're a lot on basketball right now, and we'll get to football, but Eric Sposer from the Miami Heat, they said that, um, so he signed the biggest coach contract in history, mm -hmm. and he got $120 million over eight years, so that's $15 million a season, right? Mm -hmm. And um, basically, the Miami Heat waited, which was smart. They waited until his divorce was final, so he was, you know, done with the divorce, so that way this wouldn't be part of his um, divorce settlement. So everybody was like, oh, if this is not the smartest thing, you know, <laughs> that, uh, because, you know, remember last season, they were talking about, uh, he was, you know, that he, he sh they should have gave him a raise because Miami, like I said, when I always defend Miami, because Miami is my second home. Yeah, I, I love Miami And I always said that that team Surprised everybody After Dwayne Wade left Because with Dwayne Wade And and, um, and LeBron and um, We expect them to do what they did And get the championship But when Jim, when Jimmy Butler Corey When, when, they, um, when they stepped up mm -hmm. People was like You gotta respect Miami and that's what I loved about them because they was like, okay, Dwayne Wade retired. We're not going to just be a team, a forgotten team. We're going to be a contender. And that's what they did. So a lot of that had a lot to do with Eric Spolster's encouragement. Like they said, that is one team. And you know, Pat Riley, like you said, if the Knicks would have did the right thing, we would have had that Miami success. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, we would have had that whole squad. We would have had that whole squad. Yeah, we would have had a lot of the, no the Miami. Right. <laughs> the Miami got out, you know, dip, dip. 
that would uh what the next wouldn't do. Yeah. I'm just saying I, I just I just know in my heart, my mind and my soul, my spirit that if they would if they would have gave Pat Riley at least half of what he asked for, that and he stayed in New York, that we would have been that team. We'd have had the LeBron, we'd have had all those we'd have had we'd have had those pickings and we'd we'd have had because Pat Riley did his thing. And he right. do his thing. And even when LeBron and, and Dwayne Wade, like you said, when they all their time was gone and they they were they left, then Pat Riley figured out a way to recoup. You know what I'm saying? Recoup. Right. And that's why they said Eric Spoelstra is a big part. Yeah. Because you know the players got to buy in too. They fell short last season, but that's only because Denver was just that hungry. Right. They, and the effort was there though. They, right. But they were just. They were, it's just that well oiled and they were just right. that well oiled last year and they were quiet about it. They were just that they're, they're that the hard working people that you don't really pay attention to, but they there. Like you know, you see the you ever see when a, when a, when a skyscraper go up, you really don't see the faces of the people too much that's putting it together. But little by little, week by week, you see it more and more being added to it until it's complete and you're like, Wow. Wow, but you're never really looking at those people that's behind the scenes, the workers that doing the doing the work, and that's what Denver was. They were just that team. They just knew they was gonna they was gonna get this done like that. They yeah, made, Denver they was a unmatched. They they was unmatched for for Denver, but they they definitely played hard. But the surprise that they did with people was they got out of the East because remember they wasn't the favorite to beat Milwaukee. You know right. what I mean? And there was there was Philadelphia, like you know everybody thought. Philly yeah, was because Philly, Philly yeah. was looking Philly, good. Philly, Boston, right? So, so that's why it was all more special yeah, for Miami. Boston. And they were talking about Eric Spolster then, like, oh, you know, they better pay him because his contract was up. They was like, they better pay him, blah blah blah. And so now we know there's a method behind the madness. It wasn't that they wasn't gonna pay him; they just waited till the divorce was final. Divorce was final, yeah. And uh, it was like, you know, they they now he got this good money, and he don't have to pay his wife none of that. So the settlement that he made with his ex-wife is before this contract, and and people are happy about that because you know they was like, oh, these women. Always getting, you know. Did you see all the comments in the um when they when they posted a uh, big big contract after the divorce? <laughs> like the the Heat held back or ever supposed contract until his divorce was final. Oh my God, the the men went crazy in there. They was like, we need to do this before you get a raise on your job. They they was just taking it to the the, the blue collar workers, the white collar. Before you get a raise on your job, tell your boss to wait. Just pay you that back that retro money. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> I was like, oh, but I had to read the covers. I said, wow. this is a frenzy going on here, but it's smart. It's smart. It is. It is. It is. And 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 it. Hey, sometimes it happens. So, because <laughs> at times you know, guys walk away, you lose half. You know, it's yeah, trading in the car or something. You know, you lose half. <laughs> you know? It's like. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I don't like to compare women to cars, but again, you know, there's 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 a equation to the, to the two. Well, yeah. R. Kelly said, "You remind me of my Jeep." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, saying cars and women handed <laughs> to a man, so you know, uh, you know, a prostitute is the car that you rent. You know, the girlfriend is the is the car that you lease. 
and then the the wife is a card at your finance. Right, right, right. <laughs> so absolutely, that's just how it works. So, hey, <laughs> but 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 again, you know when it, you know, like, you know what it is. Most men, most of us men, we feel that when it comes to marriage, again, I think I said this yesterday, when it comes to marriage, we feel at the end of any marriage, the man gets the short end of the stick each and every time. If he's if he's making so, the most money. That's that's it. That's men don't feel like way if they make it if they if their wife is paid, they're like, I'm taking that. I'm getting her pension. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the rarity. You know, that's not that's not at the majority. That's not at the majority. And even in the sense they say, if if Deb and I was getting divorced, and at the time, you know, when when she had passed, at the time she was making about five thousand dollars more than I was. Okay, if we would have got a divorce or something, like God forbid, at the time she wasn't gonna have to pay any alimony to me or anything like that. Or or yeah, because that's not a big difference. That's not, not like right. twenty five. Thousand fifty thousand dollars. Right, right. That doesn't even make it. Right, that doesn't right. make, make right. a difference at all. So that's the same money in in the ratio to them. So again, then I, I'm the one that had the, has the, the the health insurance. So again, her and the kids is under my health insurance. So that that balances it all out. So again, it it, it wouldn't have made a much of a difference at all. Now, if if a woman's in a position where, like, say, uh. Let's see. Yeah, uh, who, who? I guess like Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams was in that position, right? Was Mary Day. I mean, most celebrity women are in right. that position. Right. Most celebrity uh, women. Unless they were a big executive or something like that. Right. right. Married to like a David Geffen or somebody like that. And, you know, that's all for sure. But I digress. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, something like Sherry, Sherry Shepard with her ex husband. She was the breadwinner. Okay. Right. Tremendously the breadwinner. Right. right. So in the divorce, she had to pay him. Then he came up with this whole thing where because they had a, 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 a previously trying to adopt a child or something like that or 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 seg, se, surrogate child or something like that. I think the child is come from a surrogate, right? If I'm not mistaken. So he he went forward with it, and now Sherry is paying him not only alimony but paying him child support. For a child that she did, she was like, "Hey, we didn't. How is this an agreement after the divorce? Because again, it was they were in agreement of having this surrogate child before they got divorced. So she didn't actually take whatever proper measures to like, you know, what I'm saying get rid of that that whole deal before the divorce happened. And she wasn't thinking, see, because you're not thinking someone's gonna do that." You know what I mean? So, and he did. So that tells you where he was coming from. You know, and, and again, men that have that come up thing with the woman and all that, man, that's, those kind of men, don't even put them in our category. Don't don't even, I don't know why they in a category. Well, remember when Vivica Fox got married, uh, and that was on her only marriage. She was only married that one time. Her, her ex-husband didn't take no spousal alimony and people was picking him up. Because he could have took Vivica to the cleanest, because he was, you know, he was he was a, a aspiring singer. Remember six nine? Six nine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, when they got a divorce, he left the table with zero. He didn't want nothing, and. 
Vivica was even surprised, but you know, like she said, he always told her that he, you know, because she respected him as the the head of the household in a in a sense, like uh, respected him, like okay, I, my our my money is our money, and right. basically Fantasia talks about that too. Like even though she's the breadwinner, the husband is is the head, right? Right. So um, Vivica was saying she was prepared to split it or whatever he was asking for, but he didn't take anything. And, and right. Mary J. Blige husband and Wendy Williams husband, Wendy Williams husband wanted Wendy to contribute to the baby that right. he was having with another woman. That's just right. Exactly. You know? So <laughs> it's in a celebrity world, but the reason why I'm speaking on working world because of being with the arbitrations and unions and stuff. And you know, going through a, a divorce myself when I was in a union because I let my husband stay on my insurance, right? And I had a pension that my husband could have took. Right. Part he could have got partially because unless you remarry and it, I think it's like a 10 year gap you could still get your husband's pension because two two this man got married twice and his first and second wife was able to get his pension and split it and he divorced he had a divorce with both of them so right. it depends on what what somebody got over the other one because you could make more money but you could have a, a pension plan that's worth millions of dollars you get what right. i'm saying yeah so yeah. It's, it's just different now and i think what i've seen of men in the, in a category where their uh, wives are making more they feel like now is justice is an even playing field because before because women weren't working as much as men and women weren't making as much as men like you know a man makes a, more money in construction than a woman makes Right. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that because of the odds that were against women in different ways, it fell on the men as the responsible because, you know, most men were the head of the household. But it's a different it's a different era now. It's like there's not necessarily that the man is going to make more. You know what I mean? Right. Depending on, uh, you know, what they what field they're into. Exactly. And again, when it came because. The reason why Deb made more than I did at, at a period of time is because she got what what was called uh uh not bonuses, it was called uh uh the the raise came from her supervisor, it was called uh man, I can't think what they call it in the school district. Oh man. Wow. Uh, in the school system They have a name for it But it's a It's like a bonus Type of raise And it, And uh, But it's recommended From From the supervisor Okay Because he was The administration And her administrator The administrator Who was the assistant Principal Then became principal Gave her The raises So She was getting them Periodically So It, it, it Exceeded me Because at the time At the At Nassau County There's There was a paid Freeze, you know, at the county in Nassau County. So I was actually making ten thousand dollars less at the time that I should have been making uh, at the time. So, so when she was getting those pay raises, it, it exceeded my my pay. So, and like I said, you know, she she was making about five thousand dollars more than a year than I was making. You know, but again, that's not really much of a difference. That's right. Right. You know, that's not different where she could have been like acting like well, I'm making all the money. You know? Right. And, and it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that she would have to pay you a spousal support. Like I said, it has to be a good 
it has to be like a real differential right. where your income will uh, like cause hardship on your life if y'all divorce. And spousal, excuse me, spousal support is right. That spouse was already in that realm of doing that already. Again, the men that pay spousal support to women, as they call it, alimony. Mm -hmm. Most women were were housewives. Right. That's why well, that whatever that's you want to call them today, right. the housewives. And right. They got all kind of names for them. They they names changed too. So I thought they be fronting about black people, but they names changed just as well. So, <laughs> but, right on the real deal. But again, again, that's why. That's why it was it was that way. It was necessary. Four, right. Home, they right. the house. They were the head of the house, while the man was head of the household, and he was the one that was out working and everything like that. So, and, and it changed slowly. It changed in the 1970s after after the Vietnam War. It started changing. So, a lot of women now, because again, with the, the previous wars, when women worked, I remember in war, those women lost their jobs when the man came back. That's just how it was. Mm -hmm. All right, after the Vietnam War, the, this the first time that women didn't lose their jobs to men. Okay, the women kept the jobs, and the men had to find a way to making jobs now. So it so it changed the balance of things. So it kind of like you know. So now things were like a little bit lopsided because now the war was ended, and all these men was coming home, and again they they you know ninety nine point nine percent of them had a post traumatic stress disorder. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and, they came home messed up. But the women that came back just the same, okay? People don't talk about the women that have it. You know, they, they suffer in silence just as well because a lot, plenty of times we expect women to handle things much better than men handle things because women can, can multiply just about anything. So we feel that they can multiply their stress and they really can't. They really can't. It's just like most black women that say, you know, they, they, they have that superwoman thing or that, you know. Well, I, we, we do. We do. We do have it. We do have it. Some yeah. are better than others with strong, it, but we do. But strong black women. Strong, strong black strong women now. <laughs> because it's destroying the black woman. It's really destroying her. It's, it's really, in, in, a, in a practical psychology standpoint, the strong black woman is actually, is actually depleting her. Right, but there's 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 no choice at times. So right. you either be strong or you die. Right. So, but she's dying being strong. Got right, it. but but what I'm saying is that it's like you slowly dying until you get that help. That's why they say you know the mental health, uh, all of that stuff is necessary because of the dying inside that's been happening. Yeah. You know. And, and but a lot of times that's why you know a lot of times uh, when you see. All of these, like, you know, we talking about marriages and stuff like that. And Tyler Perry mentioned it, why he shows that, why he chose to do certain things in his movies because of, you know, he used his mother, his grandmother, you know. Uh, they, it's it's, the women, the black woman took a lot of abuse, beatings, drama, trauma, even from her childhood. Not to say that men didn't, black people in general, you know, but a, a woman... She still gotta be your mother. She still gotta be uh, the the nurturer. So it's like a lot. That's why you got you know people. That's why they say the black woman is the most unprotected. Right. 
you know, because they're talking about all of the things that she keeps, that she takes in and internalizes. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, first and foremost, they should have came and got us. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Nigeria, because you're the country that most of us came from. <laughs> you should have got up ships and came and got us. That's all I got to say about that. Should have came and got us. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We were kidnapped. You're supposed to come get us. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's true. We were kidnapped. We didn't go over. We didn't go over. Oh, it's a party boat. It's a cruise. Let's go. No. Tackles <laughs> <laughs> and chains. You're supposed to come get us. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a lot to, you know, to endure. But, you know, like you said, we have to have outlets where women had these outlets, you know, whether it's, you know, talking with their girlfriends, their church, their pastor. So, you know, men have been unfortunately not able or had not had the men don't cost like men. Right. Yeah, you like know, men. yeah. And they haven't, y'all haven't had those trusted outlets. And so it damaged us, you know? Since the, I would say since Desert Storm, which was like one of the shortest wars around. Was, yeah. Since Desert Storm, mm-hmm. soldiers been getting, you know, military uh, forces been getting more help at this time than at any time ever mm-hmm. uh, been implemented. Because before that, like no help in in right. It was zero. World War One and Two was zero help. Uh, Korean War, a little bit of help, maybe. They talked about it. They they made legislations, but they didn't. It wasn't implemented. Mm-hmm. Vietnam War. The only reason why it became implemented is because that the Vietnam soldiers were the ones that was going in places and shooting up places for no damn reason. Mm-hmm. That's why my dad and my father was very instrumental in discouraging my brothers to go into the service in the military because yeah. you know he got hurt and fought. He had to fight for his case exactly. and to get the additional money that they owed him. Exactly. And they expect you to kind of uh, walk away, you know, because uh, if you don't have patience or if you just feel like, oh, I've been fighting this case for 10 years, you know, because yeah. there were times where we heard about this case as young yeah. kids and yeah. we heard about it, you know, and, and they, they found it and he finally won right. it, right. you know. But so the most ridiculous thing that this country should be ashamed of is homeless veterans. Veterans, exactly. That's the most ridiculous, right. painful thing. Ever. Don't and that's what my dad used to talk about. Up to some national anthem, salute the flag, and and this one, and that. And they wanted to talk about all that stuff, you know, say with Kaepernick, Kaepernick and everything. Oh, they just lost their minds over the kneeling and this and that. All unpatriotic, this and that. And mm-hmm. those same people would step over a homeless veteran. Yep. Same people. And not even just homeless, but they come home. With uh, losing a leg, losing a arm, and you know? and they, right, and they don't get the disabled. Exactly, and, and we walk by them every day. You walk by them, going to the ballpark, going to the game, and you take off your hat and you put it to your chest and all that old good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that right there is all BS right there. You know where that come from? That whole put your hand on your heart at the national anthem. You know the first person that did that? Who? Nationally, in public. 
Ronald Reagan. Ronald Wilson Reagan. That's where it comes from, y'all. Ronald Reagan. 1981. And so stop it. Stop with all that fake patriots. That's where it comes from. That's what I'm saying. Stop it. Take care of veterans. Take care of them. There's no reason why we should have homeless veterans in the United States of America. That's a shame. That's a black eye. You, you can't see that that's a black eye nation. That's a black eye. And you walk around talking about, oh, thank you for your service. You want to really thank them for the service? Make sure they're not sleeping on the street at night. That's how you thank them. Make sure they have a, a, a place to, 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 to sleep. You know, I see churches that, that's out there trying to feed homeless veterans and then they get fined for doing it because they don't have the proper permits. You kidding me? You Are you kidding me with that? That's crazy. You know, you should be giving away permits to those churches that's doing that. You should give them away to them. You know what I'm saying? You should be calling, you should have a big campaign in every state to say, hey, churches and organizations, this is how you get your permits to feed to feed the homeless out here in your in your state, in your town, in your city. That's what they should be doing. No, they ain't doing that though. That's the that's the black eye. That's a black eye nobody wants to talk about. But anyway, DJ Nelson the Maestro. He's over there itching for a scratch. That's right. We're going to have some fun. I want you to liven this up, Nelson. Yes, we're yes, gonna, yes. We're going to take this live all the way live when we come back from your mix, brother. We're going right. to talk some more sports because I know, Star, you got some more some more sports we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're some stuff going on in the NFL. You know, Super Bowl is coming up. That's right, that's what I'm saying. So we're going to, yeah, it's playoff time. It's playoff time. Absolutely. So uh, yes, indeed. So, uh, Nelson, Yo, I want you to just... Just do your thing, brother. Let's have some fun today. It's working out Wednesday. It's party time. We're going to act like it's the weekend. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yo, so motivated. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed in 2024. All right. Turn your boom boxes up because DJ Nelson the Maestro is about to go in. Yo, Nelson. Yo, yo. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Morning Coffee Radio.
Where's your guts? You wanna make love or what?
Morning Coffee Radio Show with yours through the motivated Jazzy G, Cheryl Star, and DJ Nelson Star Maestro doing his thing, doing his thing. That's right, Nell, doing your thing, my brother. Yo, I was feeling that party time. Got Joe over here working it out and everything. Work it out Wednesday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See all that now. <laughs> Gotta work it out. <laughs> Gotta work it out. That's right. That's right. That's right. So motivated. You know what I want from you? I want I want to hear about your favorite workout. What's your favorite workout? All right. And I know you use some of DJ Nelson and Maestro his mixes to work out too. And if you if you do, hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. That's info at morningcoffee.chat. Chat. That's info at morningcoffee.chat. Hit us up, talk to us. And and always. You can always hear all the shows back on Spotify and on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and Roku. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, iHeart Podcast. Uh, it's playing on Spreaker. Uh, we're on a bunch of them. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere you could get. Everywhere, right. But we want you to talk just on Spotify because Spotify wants you to interact with us and everything like that. So, And, and some of y'all have been doing that and I appreciate it but some of y'all been sending little messages like awesome nice great show <laughs> I appreciate that so motivators but I, I want to hear your response though why was it awesome why was it nice why was it a great show talk to us all right just just type in what you how it made you feel that particular show even if this show or any of the shows tell us how it made you feel all right because we want to uh improve so a lot listen to me a lot of you said a lot of things to us during 2023 now most of you approached us most of you saw us at the events and you talked to us personally and don't approach me in the swimming pool guys please because i get mixed signals That's fine, and we we love that you know you may recognize us or, or something like that. But at at the same time, we want to hear from you in writing a little bit too, okay? Because we want to we want to we want that interaction to, to go, and and we want Spotify to see that interaction because it makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? It makes a difference. All right. So again, hit us up morning coffee uh, info at morningcoffee.chat. All right. And uh, let us know what what, what turns you on. <laughs> yeah, but, it's stop. time for me to get a breast lift because they keep jumping in the water with me, and the first thing they say is, "Oh, nice night!" I'm like, what are you talking about? You're the morning coffee girl. You're the mic. What are you looking down in the middle? Like, come on, guys. Up here, Mister. Oh man. It's all good though. It's so motivated. Hey, well, I want you to grab your pencil and your, I mean, your paper and your pen and, uh, or just hit up your notes, like Cheryl would say. <laughs> and, uh, cause I'm always dating myself. <laughs> all right. Cause Cheryl starts about to go in with today's thoughts of wisdom. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Star. Thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators, today's thoughts of wisdom. If a door closes on you in today's world, it's time to build some elevators on that window. 
And what that just means, soul motivators, is don't let the door close on you and let that be the end of your goal. Make every effort to get what you need to get done and don't let a door that closed stop you from doing it. So I just say that to be, synop to be synonymous of creativity, creativity, because if a door closes, then you got to think of other ways to get where you need to go. If you got to build them elevators on the window, whatever you got to do, you got to get to where you're going. Don't let a door close stop you. You know, remind me of stuff what my grandmother used to say. If the door closes on you, then you could build the home inside. <laughs> you you know, you could still be working and elevate yourself like until you ready to step out and go do it again. Do some more research, get some more done, get be more creative. And then when you step back outside, you're going to have way more than what you thought that door closed on you. You're going to have way more. So I'll say it one more time. So motivated because y'all know how I like to get y'all to marinate on things like a good jar of marinara sauce and spaghetti. <laughs> if a door closes on you, the time is now to be creative and start building some elevators on that window. Back to you, Jazzy G. Follow Cheryl Starr's Thoughts of Wisdom on Facebook. Thank you, Cheryl Starr, for today's Thoughts of Wisdom. That's You're deep. welcome. Yeah, that's deep. That one is deep today. You you, you went a little deep there. I like that. I like that one. That, Thank that you. One. I just want to, you know, because life is changing, you know, and we, we're seeing things happen in in unorthodox ways like right. like we talked about let's not let the the normal way of doing things be the only way we do things we got to be right. creative and get things done on our own so i just wanted to kind of jump out the window with with a creative thought just to get people to you know marinate on that like you know let's be creative in how we yeah. get our tasks done because it's more than one ways to get to where you're going you know, yeah. and you told the story, Jazzy G. I'm just going to backtrack when you talked about Nassau Coliseum. Remember you said, if, you know, one day it was like you found out after it was like 10 or five different ways to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I used to drive all the way out to the Nassau Coliseum when I was working with Local 100 because I used to love the mileage money. But yeah. but I used to like Jesus. The only time I'm coming to Long Island is if I'm going to Nassau Coliseum because it's a long ride. But when you yeah. just when you talked about you know different ways to get there, that's just you know we got to learn. You know how the GPS give you the fastest yeah. route. There's mm -hmm. there's different ways to get to your yeah. destination yeah. in life. Whatever it from is, my house from my house is six different ways to go to the Nassau Coliseum. For my house. right wait yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and it's fifty ways to leave your lover. <laughs> <laughs> you could get on that bus, <laughs> or you, or you could take your key back. Different yeah. ways, people. Just be creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, my my mother, my mother have a saying. She said that. Well, my fact is the is the. It's actually the title of my next book, and uh, it where well, the title of my next book comes from. My mother saying, "She said a scared man can't gamble, and uh, a scared man can't gamble, and a jealous man can't work." Hmm, that's, that's good. That's a good one. So my, my next book <laughs> for a scared man can't gamble, but yeah, <laughs> I always say that because you know you have to take right. you gotta take chances if you want to be a gambler. So, you know what I'm saying? 
and, and again, you have to learn how to be uncomfortable of uncomfortability. You right. just have how to do that. And, and sometimes it's going to be like that. Everything's not going to be comfortable for you. It's just not. You can't. Any challenge in life shouldn't be comfortable. Yeah, and you can't grow with being absolutely. You can't grow just like your shoe. You know, when when you outgrow your shoes as a child, how do you know you outgrow your shoes? Because they hurt your feet. That's how you know you outgrow. Just imagine if your feet never hurt when you when you put on a, a smaller pair. Right, right. <laughs> your feet. Your feet would be damaged in the long run, but you never felt the pain. But in the long run, you see the damage. And it, and, it, and it do, you know, much damage to you. But you know your feet is growing because they hurt. And right. that, that's what growing pain is all about. That, you know what I'm saying? Uncomfortability to make you better at what you do. It's right. just like that, you know? It's just, it got to be like that. You can't grow without it. Right. Can't grow without it. But I would say, you know, let's get back to some sports, go star. Let's get, let's talk some football now. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, indeed. You know, my guys, you know, it's playoff time and my Giants is nowhere, you know, they're nowhere near the Bye. Nowhere near the <laughs> but they did beat Philly the last game of the season. They beat Philly in the last game when Philly. it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to let Chuck chill out, have it. I had to mess with him. I had to mess with Chuck. He, my man, yo, you my boy Chuck, but I had to mess with you. Because <laughs> everybody just wrote the Giants off, just knew the Giants were going to lose that game. Nope, didn't happen. <laughs> right. But to no avail, it would have been nice to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they get the fifth pick, so they may get a quarterback. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, they get. I would say this is my opinion. The the the, quarter, the veteran quarterback, the brother, I can't remember his name. He did well. I would say go with him. Just like you know, New England went with Brady when mm-hmm. he was third pick and fourth pick and he was the third string quarterback look what he is today right go with the brother instead of getting the quarterback get a right guard on the line to protect him and go from there mm-hmm. go and if you get a if you get a top right guard that's somebody that can help save on just the same okay so give that hole for him Right up that Shoot up that hole Got what I'm saying That's right. that, That's my take That And a And a And a, and a really Great uh, Tight end Mm-hmm Well and, you know the Giants the fist- line, But mm-hmm. you know They they not gonna get a linebacker This round They they, they probably won't Fifth pick There's probably no linebacker For them But again mm-hmm. You know But they need a linebacker You know well, exactly. Speaking of the Giants They um, Defensive coordinator Wink Martindale mutually agreed to part ways, you know, after being with them for two seasons. Right. Now, people always say the mutual agreements is you got fired. <laughs> that, it, that's it's a that's just a nice way fired. of saying it. Yeah, it's a polite way of getting fired so you can get a job somewhere else and no problem. Exactly. Like, we mutually agreed that, right, it, that a, you stuck. <laughs> We're going to give you this recommendation on your resume. <laughs> so that is. And this is a, this is the termination season, you know, like um, yes, also Pete Carroll out at the Seahawks. You know, I used to like the Seahawks when Russell Wilson 
was with the Seahawks when they won. Pick after 14 seasons. Yeah. He's he's still he's he's out as the head coach, but he's gonna still stay on the team as a team advisor. You yeah. know, that's when they're saying you're getting older, you know, step down, yeah, we'll step keep down. you around. Yeah, you so, know? <laughs> yeah. You can you can bring up the whatever coach that we bring up. Right, right. Help him out because you Yeah, he's gonna still be around the team. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so Russell let's talk Russell Wilson for a second, because you know, I'm I'm a I'm a little biased because I love him in Sierra, but um so he's still benched right so he's yeah. out for the season with Denver. Yeah. So do you think um basically that's trading? Uh, you know what do you think about the bench uh, move? Like what do you think is that meaning he's he's leaving Denver? I don't know, but the way Denver treating him, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to be there. Right. Like no faith. Like. I think what happened. I don't think he's gonna be there. The I think coach had it out for for him from the start. Mm-hmm. That never works out, you know. That never works out because it become, you know, saying it become that pissing contest thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that's just a waste. You know what I mean? That just becomes a waste, and, and we see it in too many times in all sports when that coach and that player they're just not getting along from the start because somebody want to prove to somebody else. And it just doesn't work out, you know. Even when Kobe, when 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 Phil Jackson left the Lakers, right? That other coach, yeah, and it just didn't work out. It wasn't working out, right? right. It is a physical contest, you know what I mean? And then, you know, then Kobe had to kind of like beg Phil to come back. They come on, man. <laughs> and then he got two more champions out of him. So it it, 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 you know, sometimes it's like that. You know, yeah. Some people are gonna, they they just not gonna get along. And because they're not going to get along And sometimes the owners You know, they may baby one person over the other one Or, or they just want, want to do the kumbaya I'm the boss Just do what I say, do. I'm the boss Come on, let's get along, let's get this done And it doesn't work out It's just like the parents that tell the, 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 the siblings I don't want to hear that noise no more Shut up, I don't care who did it, shut up Mm-hmm. Actually, mediate. They just go shut up. Just sit down. Stop it. You don't touch your sister. Hey, you. Da, 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 da. That's not mediating. You know what I'm saying? But that is just that. That's bullying, actually. But we don't call it that. But that's what it is. It's not mediating. But if you sit down with the kids and find out what's the root going on, why are they fighting each other? Why you can't just brush it off as sibling rivalry? Oh, it's just sibling rivalry. Come on, man. That's that's that. That's that's crazy, really. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not parenting. So at the same time, you have these owners that and look at the owners now. Mm-hmm. The owners just as famous as the players today. It's crazy as yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying Jimmy Jones, he want to be he want to be just <laughs> that all in the video. Man, man <laughs> like, come on, yeah, yeah, all up in the video, all on the yeah. oh. <laughs> Every time I see Jerry Jones, I be like, "Where's Sugar Knight? You need?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, come on, man, let the players be the players. You know, let them do their thing. But but again, that's what that's what's happening now. And everybody wants their fifteen minutes of fame, and right. the ones want they want more than fifteen minutes because they got the money. You know what I'm saying? Why should I have fifteen minutes when I got the money? Right. And I, I want to be known now. <laughs> yeah, I want a whole hour. You know what I'm saying? They cut it out. But again, I I, I say in in Russell Wilson's uh, situation, what I'm surmising, 
he's not gonna be there long. Yeah, I think I think I think that's a whole lot to do with what it is too. Yeah. You know? I think he's too nice of a guy to, mm-hmm. to tell the, you know, tell somebody kiss my behind. <laughs> I think he's too nice. I, I think sometimes that's what when you're too nice when people take your kindness for weakness and I never trust people that take your kindness for weakness right to, to me I, I find that to be very anti-christ you know what I'm saying mm, right absolutely because you know God is, is, is God's philosophy God is love mm-hmm. it is kindness right right if you and so if you see if you look at kindness as a weakness that means you're looking at god's right. philosophy as being weak so what who, who would ever say that mm-hmm. no that's true okay right that's who anti so any anyone that's anti anybody that sees my my kindness and take it as a weakness I can't trust you. I just can't trust you. I just can't. You know, because then I know that you're up to something more than something. So yeah, I don't trust those kind of people. You know because if you take my kindness and say, "Hey, man," and look at it for what it's worth, and and work with it, because that's how I look at people. When people are, are good to me, I'm good to them. It's just like a smile is contagious. We talked about that before on the morning coffee, where you know smiles are, is is just as contagious as a yarn. Yeah, it's kind of a long way. Right, you know, it goes a long little way. Little small gesture, you never know. Exactly, it can change the tempo. It right. can change the momentum of something that could have turned out worse. Right, and yeah. and I've seen people where someone was kind to them. And they couldn't take it. They really could. I remember one time I was online behind a guy in the supermarket, and the way he was standing. I, I I need to put my groceries on, but the way he was standing, and there was nothing on the belt anymore. So I said, "Oh, excuse me, brother. Can I put my groceries here?" And I said, and then then he moved aside a little bit. I said, oh, "Thank you, brother." Then he wanted to argue with me and look at me all crazy and and, and everything. And, and he's like, uh, what's wrong with you? And that, this and that. And you think because you say brother, it's such and such and such and such. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Get at me. So I, I looked him dead in his eyes and I said, I hear you, brother. You know what I'm saying? So that was to let him know I'm not intimidated by you for what? Right. Okay, I'm going to keep my composure, but don't think for one shining moment because I'm being polite to you. Don't think that this politeness, don't take this kind right, right. Okay? Because I view anyone that if you t- take my kindness for weakness, you're the devil to me. And I'm out to destroy the devil. So that's who I am. So that's that's how I look at it. But he was he was, you know, he was ratting and raving and everything like that the whole time. But he he went out the store. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? But again, <laughs> I just took it as, you know. Misguided anger, you know, he had because nothing said was 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 sarcastic. Nothing that I said was was uh, facetious. Nothing that I said was 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 in malice. I was just genuinely. I just excuse me, brother. Can I put my groceries up on the belt? And I asked him. I didn't. I didn't say excuse me, brother. So I can put my stuff up. No, I asked. You get what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a hard time with that. He had he had a hard time with my politeness. Like he really had a he struggled with it. He struggled with my my kindness and my politeness. He he really struggled with. It. I could see it in his eyes. He was struggling with it. You know what I mean? And then he was and he wanted to test the waters a little bit 
But as I let him know that it's not that kind of party, just by staying polite to him, but letting him know it's not that kind of party. Because when he's mentioned the whole, you know, just because you say brothers, you think that means something. I said, I, I, I feel you, brother. <laughs> you know, looked him dead in his eyes and said it just like that and kept it, kept it pushing. <laughs> so if nothing was going to change, he wasn't going to change me. So I was not, not allowing you to change me not at all. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, I used to be told that I'm going to get in trouble being like that because I was like that most of my life. And I'd be sarcastic, had mean people. Like, you know, I mentioned there was a fight. It was supposed to be a, these girls was coming back to get the manager. And I, I made it a whole joke and changed the whole tempo of it. Like, they were like, Donna, come outside. We got something for her. And I was like, give it to me. I'll give it to her. <laughs> and people was like, Chef, were you crazy? Them girls, <laughs> them girls are gang members. And I was like, and I kept going out there because I was the assistant manager. And I said, she's busy. What do y'all got for? And, and they they couldn't take me after a while and this girl was like sis please stop it stop it we you know what we doing you know what we done i was like well if y'all can't give it to me then y'all gotta come back another day but <laughs> i basically stay in that you know even even when i see that some things could be de-escalated de yeah. you know and sometimes i i'll approach the aggressor you know because right, it's right. usually the aggressor that's going to get things to to you know to really go off the off the rail and i and the reason why i like to do that is because that is the attempt to de-escalate something that could be worse because you don't know who got a gun you don't know who had a bad day or you don't know who's crazy you know what i mean like there's a lot of different things that go on where you know you never know where you could save somebody's life and you have to look at it like that because things that we take mildly for granted it could be uh the worst you know that that i wrote poetry in the reflection of things like that just to bring awareness to it you know like i was saying like you know all these killings that was happening in the schools i wrote that poem called rage because you know it was just it was just hurt in my heart that it was one college one school after another where you know these kids are just innocently being shoot by somebody who's uh, enraged for whatever reason right you know they so, have nothing to do with it right 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 so so sometimes you gotta you know you really gotta have thick skin sometimes unless you at really harm physical harm where you have no choice you know what i mean because right. i've seen i've seen this guy and and he he got beat up just because girls skipped the line at great adventures was really how detrimental is you waiting three more spots in line to get on one of the rides you get yeah. what i mean like it's not that serious yeah. and sometimes people are so impatient or so miserable with whatever is going on in their life that they'll use whatever they can use to right. create a situation and, and it'll be worse you know yeah they don't know how to de-escalate like you said and, and we see it like, we talk in sports on a Wednesday we see it in sports all the time uh, Draymond Green yeah like Draymond <laughs> where he takes it to extreme where it could have been settled or the one thing I always say to, to, to my, my students uh, my AAU team I always tell them don't argue with the refs don't argue with another player don't argue with the ref let me that's my job mm-hmm. coach it's my job or the, my assistant coaches that's that's their job 
They argue with the ref. They argue with anybody. That's their job. It's not your job. Your job is to get on there and play. Because you let somebody take you out of your game. So right. day. It's coaches, uh, referees sometimes are having a bad day and they they ref in the game. You get what I'm saying? And, and sometimes they, they don't have patience. Like you piss them off too much, they're going to throw you out the game. And it could cost exactly, you it could cost you the game. Exactly. So it, it could be it could be anything. So it, it's like I said, it's my job to argue with them. That's yours. Don't get into it. Don't get into the flapping back and forth. And again, it happens because I, I had my team in a tournament one time and I actually, my team blew out the other day. Hempstead is like known as they, they tough, they're rough and tough. So they known to be rough and tough. Mm-hmm. But team blew them out of the water. 30 point blowout in the, in the tournament. And so now, it was this jarring uh, uh, back and forth talk and everything like that. And it turned into a, a fight and everything. And the, and the kid that was actually watching the game got his face slapped. Okay. So that, you know, it, that's something that where it took to the to extreme and it got escalated to that, to the extreme. And then they shut down the tournament. Right. And my team was favored to, to win the whole thing. And, and I mean, it was, it hurt my heart, but I was like, I felt for the kid and the kid. Actually, he didn't live across the street from me, but his 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 relatives did. So he was always over there, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's they hurt my heart that this kid got his face slashed over some argument over you know uh, that I high type of thing. Like, y'all got. I, I think the thin line is like sports in general because you know when Draymond Green when they was talking about him doing the uh, counseling, they was talking about it on TNT uh, the other night, and they talked about back in the days. Uh, you know how the NBA allowed, you know, like Bill Lambeer, you know, all of these guys oh, back in the days. Oh were, my God, they were they were. Carl Malone kicked everybody when he was going up. To the yeah, man, he was like <laughs> they was like he need everybody, and he he's a strong muscle guy. Like they was like that knee is like breaking a rib, yeah. you know. So they basically was saying that. It's 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 taken away from the adrenaline of the game. Like I think it's a borderline thing. You know, even in football, you know, when they start celebrating when you get a touchdown, now they want to. You know, in the NBA, they're trying to come up with a with a rule where you can't do too much celebration. And people's like, that's changing because we love sports to be able to be like in your face. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like you said, it's it's like a thin line because sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you sports brings a towards arguments. You know, yeah. if if you look at it, people argue over sports, religion, politics. Oh, but when it comes to sports, oh, and yeah. you now your teams come on, how many sports times we argue? Fun. Sports might be number one. It may be number one. How many times you argue over the Knicks? Because right. that's, that's, that's why I dropped the Knicks, Jazzy G, because I was the biggest supporter of the Knicks. And I had to argue with people where I said, you know what, I'm done with the Knicks once I saw, you know, the internal stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, they ain't trying to, in my opinion. Yeah. And I used to argue in defense of Whitney Houston because I was so sick of people. Oh, she never going to get her life together. And I said, as long as she have God in her soul, she's going to turn her life around. Like, right. that's like you giving up. On yeah. on 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 people's ability to change, yeah. you know. I Even mean, though, you know, mm-hmm. just like 
just a game a couple of weeks back with New York and Philly, and New York blew out Philly and everything. And, and half the arena was New York Knicks fans. Right. Crazy. So we're watching the game, and my daughter watching the game. There's more Knicks fans out there because now they were being blown out. So all the Philly fans left. So all getting up and leaving. <laughs> and it was still packed. Look, like it was still packed up in there. And I was like, yeah, I've been to those games too, going in Philly and had plenty of fights every time. I, it was a fight. Every single time. I think they're better at it now. But back in the day, I mean, every time. People get real mad. Remember the pa- remember the famous palace at the Auburn Hills, the fight in Detroit? Yeah. With Indiana and the fans. <laughs> Exactly. And that was out of hand too. Yeah, that was out of hand. But that shows you, like you said, you got it's gotta be a thin line because it can get out of hand to where like you just mentioned what happened with the, the guy that got his face. People get real passionate and they get really, really uh they die hard for, for they for the love of their team and they sports. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I boy do I know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do I know? But I used to get my victory from arguing, but I would bet. Like that yeah. was that was my guilty pleasure. Like, right. Instead of arguing with me, and then I would say uh, a enormous bet to either get your money or shut me up because right. most of the times I won most of. Your, that's why people don't like betting with me. But I've lost gracefully because if you can win and brag, you got to be able to be. You can't be a sore loser. When you was a bragger Because I used to win Mad money Off of the Lakers With Shaq and Kobe Oh man I I got rich (laughs) 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 And And I won money off of the Chiefs with, with with Patrick Mahomes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and in the year that Russell Wilson won the championship, I had yeah. the the I had the blanket, the Seahawks. I had the slippers, the Seahawks, <laughs> and it was just. And you know why people were mad at me? And this is my male friends. They were mad because they're like, "Oh, you don't really know his history. You just sweating him because you like him with Sierra." And I said, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> so when we watching the game, I had my, I had, you know how you watch the game. Sometimes you got the sports wear. I had yeah. the slippers, <laughs> and, and I'm the type of person that you want to punch in the face because even my brother-in-law, God rest his soul, but he beat me one time, and that's when the Cavs beat uh, Golden State. Right. He called me because I was traveling and I was coming back to New York. And he called me and said, you got me. So I thought they won. So I was going to my sister's house to get my money. And they came downstairs and recorded me, Jazzy G. Because (laughs) when I came, I pulled up by the building. They was downstairs. And I rolled the window down, ready to talk. I said, yeah, give me my money. And he was like, you ain't listening to ESPN Radio. You lost. And everybody was rolling. They had me. They was taping me. <laughs> I don't know if that's got that, but they was rolling on the floor, and I had to pay like four or five hundred dollars. You wow. get what I'm saying? So oh. I I learned to be a gracious loser because I'm gonna get you if I win. If I win and you've been talking mess, I'm I'm gonna let you have it. And so this is the thing, but you got to know who you you know. You got to be in a comfortable place. You right. really do because people get mad over because the guy that didn't want to pay me the money we lost he, he had to pay everybody six hundred dollars. Can you imagine 
betting like four or five people and you got to pay $600 to everybody. Okay. But because I was the only female, and this is when I worked at Holiday Inn, he was one of the managers. And he was a manager, Jazzy G, but I was getting my money from him. So he told everybody, because they called me, it's like, Cheryl, did you get your money? Because Elder said he ain't paying you. And we, we good friends now, by the way. What's up, Elder, in case you're listening? But Elder was into the news. He was a sports guy in his country. But anyway, he told everybody he wasn't paying me. And they was calling me, oh, we got our money. And I was off the day after the game. Yeah. So I said, he paying me my money. So I called him and I, and I threatened him. I said, you won't give me my money. My money. I said, you don't want to get hurt just because of no little measly $600 when you make way more. I knew I knew what he was making. Yeah, be better have my money. Yep, and he paid me my money, too. <laughs> I, I That's why I knew so motivated that I could be an actress. Because <laughs> I had the people on the bus shook. They was like, I forgot I was on the bus. You know, sometimes you, you talk too loud and people wind up. You, I was leaning my head down on the bus. And when I leaned up, everybody was looking at me. And everybody's like, whoa, <laughs> you don't want to owe you trash. no money. <laughs> I'm a big trash talker. I've always been a big trash talker. When I'm on the court and everything like that, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big trash talker. It just, that's just who I am. I'm, I'm just that guy. I talk much junk. You know what I'm saying? And right. Sometimes. Folks may want to fight me because I talk so much trash, but you know, it's just a matter, especially if I'm hot. They're playing basketball and I'm hot and I got the hot hand. Oh my God, you, you just can't. It, it, it's no reasoning with me. You know what I'm saying? My, I'm just in there and I'm just going off and everything. But I always keep it on the court. I don't, right, I don't right. talk about things that doesn't have nothing to do with basketball. Absolutely. Does it have to do with what y'all talking about? Yeah. Right. I trash talk. I keep it on the court. It's never like your mom right. or something like that. Or oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Punch me. And not, none of that stuff is Not with, uh, with Kevin Garnett said to Camilla. <laughs> he said something about his wife when him and Lala was uh, yeah, separated. That, yeah, that and, is, and it caused him to get met at the bus. Yeah, and Carmelo wanted, yeah, he wanted to see him after the game. Yeah, he was not playing like that. That's when the trash talking goes a little, you know, too far. Yeah, I didn't blame him either because I was like, man, you don't do that. Do that. Keep yeah, the, keep it on the court. Keep it, keep it, keep it there. Right. Yeah, keep it there because you take it somewhere else, man. You you don't go there. You don't yeah. Go on in someone's personal life. Just keep it on the court. And that's how I trash talk. I trash. That's yeah, true. Yep. Absolutely. I can snap enough where I can get you with about your game or what's going on with you and, and something like that. <laughs> again, if I'm hot. If I'm hot, you know what I'm saying? It's no stopping me. You know, but if I. I when we used to play the, the pool at work and I used to win the pool, uh, and, and, you know, my friend taught me how to, how to, how to play the pool with the football. Cause at first yeah. I was just putting in boxes and he was like, no, you got to look at what teams are defensive, what team are offense. And then you put your numbers based on what your interpretations are. I learned and before I learned I was winning just out of luck right so they was like getting mad like you don't even know <laughs> like don't get mad at me because I won <laughs> men hate luck I'm telling you men hate lady luck they hate when <laughs> don't know and they, they win oh my god hate lady luck boy I'll tell you that boy Hey, Lady Luck coming to the room, boys, you're getting strangled <laughs> amongst, a bunch of, but, uh, amongst a bunch of men because we hate that. You know, they just, they like where 
you beat them as they call it fair and square because you right. know what you're doing you know what you're talking about something like that yeah man With, but what team you want to see i know the giants is your team but you know since the giants are any other team that you might want to see take it this right is now with the wild card is going on this is my surmise this year i think san francisco gonna take it all Oh, you sound like OJ. <laughs> well, you might have a, you might be on to something because I know OJ was saying the San Francisco and and because he he's his when he get on uh, Cameron and um he was talking about the 49ers are the best team when they all come to play and he yeah. was breaking down like the the strengths of the team. So yeah. you may be on to something with the 49ers there. Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna come down to San Francisco. And in Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. at the NFC, I, I truly believe that's what's going to happen. And San Francisco is going to defeat them. Yeah, that's- Philadelphia got to step up. Right. I know they they yeah. kind of been, you know, they was looking like tremendous, yeah. but then they started losing a couple of games. Yeah. But but in the AFC, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I got to see because again. Uh, Saturday's game was was, was on uh, on Peacock, so I didn't watch that. But Sunday's games were. But from so far, what I'm seeing, I'm 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 feeling that it's gonna be San Francisco, NFC, and AFC. Mm, I don't even know yet. I don't even know yet. Keep it keep it open. Yeah. But we'll be talking yeah. about it some more because yeah. we might. I'm a, I'm gonna see this Sunday. How things turn out, and then I, I, I can say, but right. I, you got a feeling that San Fran's gonna take it all. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't want to jinx them or anything like that. <laughs> Come back. Well, back. we got Super Bowl Sunday coming up in Vegas, and Usher is gonna be leading that halftime show, which rightfully he should, being that he's you know he shut uh, Vegas down this whole year last year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. The Wu Tang Clan is actually in Vegas right now with a with a short residency. So, oh, yeah. oh they have a residency. Too? Yeah, they have a residency. Uh, it's not it's not going to be a long residency, but they are in Vegas. Right. So I plan much. to go to Vegas. I plan to go for my birthday. I want to go for my birthday. See New Edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, New Edition is also yeah. out there. Yep. So yeah, they they start in February. Yeah, um, next month. In March is supposed to be their residency. Mm-hmm. My birthday is in March, so I want to go to Vegas and, and see New Edition. I would love to have that company with me. Right. Girls want to go, you know, my daughters, but I, I don't really want to uh, with them there. <laughs> I, want, I want either my crew, my boys with me. Or a companion, I would, I right, would right. one or the other. If I go with a nice companion and it's me and her, and we kind of like you know just taking in Vegas and enjoying it and everything, and just enjoying everything, enjoying yeah, new addition because she dig new addition, you know, saying everything like that. New is great to see, right? So, but other than that, my boys, we all go and we like in Vegas and you know, saying just right. fun and you know what I mean, just having just having a ball and celebrate my birthday and. That type of thing, but yeah, either one or the other. But as far as my daughter, I love my I love my girls, but you know, for some strange reason, it's just gonna seem like it's gonna be my birthday, and I'm gonna be paying for everything. <laughs> 
With my girls, I just don't see them taking care of their daddy. For they might surprise you. It's a new year. I don't know. New year. I don't know. I mean, they got no. <laughs> I go with them. I just can't predict with them. I love them dearly, but I don't know. They they stay in my pockets. You know. Right. I mean? Right. So, <laughs> And, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 all good. But I see, but that's what I that's what I wanna do. I wanna I wanna go to Vegas for my birthday in March and everything. Cause I, I, I am going to Atlanta to to a summit. Uh, I'm going to matter of fact I'm going to two uh uh summits. I'm gonna be in Atlanta uh with the uh with the uh Wealthy Black Summit and then I'm and and I'm gonna be in Atlanta with, with uh Les Brown. So I'm gonna be in line with him also. So and and you know and I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff with Les this year. So you're gonna see a lot of me with Les Brown this year. Don't be surprised or so motivated. It's like oh, you're gonna see a lot of me and Les Brown. You're gonna see because I'm I'm going to be touring with Les Brown. So I might as well let it out now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let it out to y'all now. So make the announcement now. I am gonna be on tour with Les Brown. So when Let's go back on a tour. I will be with them and everything like that. So it's, it's all good. So, but um, yeah, I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate my birthday this year, Vegas. That's what I'm right, about. right, right. You know, what I'm saying New Edition do their thing. So you know, you're gonna be thoroughly entertained with New Edition. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Even though I got peoples that's New Edition peoples that they can look out for me, I'm not even looking for that. I'm not even looking for that. That's it's all good. It's all good. I'm not even looking for nobody to look out for me and people that, you know, I, I'm not even looking for that. I just want to go and have fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I just want to go and have fun and celebrate my birthday. I didn't get a chance last year to do it because I got sick and everything. So I couldn't go anywhere because I wanted to celebrate my 60th birthday in, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But getting sick changed everything because, again, this time last year I was in the hospital. So... You know, so that's that's the thing. And so, this year, like we had Bella in the morning, we're eating better, we're drinking more water, we're doing exactly, everything. Exactly. To get that exactly, health is wealth concept, exactly, right? Because exactly. it ain't it ain't gonna make sense to make the money yeah. if we ain't healthy. So health yeah. is wealth. Yeah. For this year, so motivators. That's the wealthiest you you be rich in your soul. Right. And and again, speaking of speaking of. Uh, 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 AB and Bella, we're gonna—they're gonna be part of the morning coffee 
and they're gonna actually be bringing you some very great health tips and and things to do remedies yeah remedies and all kind of stuff so they're gonna have their tips and everything like that so they're gonna be part of the morning coffee radio show and everything like that so all that's being worked out so you're gonna see them this year a lot more and hear a lot more of their stuff so it's it's gonna be all good though we're 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 gonna bring the bring the noise bring the funk to you so motivators but DJ Nelson the maestro is giving us the wrap up sign star and uh, so it's, it's about that time to you know take our deep breaths and say affirmation protection prayer and uh, just do what we got to do on this work it out Wednesday alright so motivates I want you to uh, breathe in hold it hold it hold it release extend 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 it breathe in hold it hold it hold it release Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is well. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your affirmation protection prayer for the day, beloved. You take that no matter where you go today. May it be work, school, or play on this Work It Out Wednesday. All right? Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Yo, Star, what you got to going on this Work It Out Wednesday? I'm getting ready to work out a deal with Miss Willie May so we can bring her on this show. We are going to bring her up here and everything like that because I know she bugs y'all out with stuff like that. We just got to get her to control the, the language portion of her. <laughs> <laughs> Follow her on IG. We'll put her on, uh, we put Miss Willie May on monitor. Yeah, because you know she with the words, but she got some choice. <laughs> All right. So, me, Star, and Nelson, we're going to take two steps to the rear, get on out of here, y'all. We want you to have a blessed, blessed day and a blessed, blessed work it out Wednesday. All right? <laughs> so, we see ya. See you tomorrow in the morning coffee radio show. I'm calling it in shit. <laughs> Peace.